Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. You can view the live stream on Facebook at Mother Miriam Live. Now, here's Mother Miriam. Good morning, beloved. Good morning, dear ones, dear family, dear souls. You are so loved. Um, God loves you, and he knows you. And sometimes uh, people will say, we love you. And I say, oh, but you don't know me. And you might might feel the same way, but if you really knew me, um, sometimes I might be lovable, but other times I'm not. And uh, see, God knows all that. He knows all that. It's the first thing that struck me and flooded my soul um, many years ago when I first gave my life to our Lord Jesus um, through evangelical Protestantism. I woke up the next morning. I was a new creation. I was a Martian on planet Earth, and I knew that he who knew me most loved me most, and I could do nothing to make him unlove me. I can do things to hurt him. Well, that's a matter of speaking emotionally as humans. Um, I could do things to disappoint him, to grieve him. Uh, Scriptures say that we can grieve the Holy Spirit, all of that. But it would not interfere with his love. Uh, God loves us not because we are so lovable in ourselves, but because he's a God of love. And all you need to do to get in God's way is or rather to be loved is getting God's way, right? I've said this before. It's a little a little uh, ditty, I guess, that I didn't invent, but I love it. It, it. It's set to music, and I won't do that to you this morning to sing. But it says he loves you just the way you are today, but much too much to let you stay that way. And when he's changed your life from what it was before, he still won't love you one bit more. Isn't that fantastic? What if you don't change your love, your life? Well, he's not going to love you less. He died for us while we were yet sinners. While we put him on the cross, he died for us, and he loves us. And well, what if we reject him and we wind up in hell? Will he love us still? Yes. He cannot not love us, but his love has given us free will. His love has given us a choice, and it's our choice. Do we want to be loved? Do we want to live with God forever or do we want to reject him and die an awful death separated from God forever? That's utterly, utterly, utterly our choice. So there's two roads, Jesus said, the, 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 the wide and the narrow, and both of them, this is my saying now, have the same sign. They both say this way to heaven. The narrow road says this way to heaven, the wide road that many are on, Jesus says, uh, Matthew chapter 7, um, also has a sign this way to heaven. The devil wrote it, and he copied God's sign. And so many, many are on that road, despite what some say, that hell is empty. It is not empty. Jesus spoke the subject of hell he spoke about in the Gospels more than any other subject, any other subject the sheep and the goats, and where they'll spend eternity, especially the goats if they don't repent. So 
um, why am I telling you this? I just want you to know that you're loved. And if you don't think you deserve to be loved, you're probably right. If you don't think you're worthy of his love, you're right. Neither am I. Nobody is. Nobody is. Um, But we're loved because he's God and he made us for himself. He made us for himself. Um, And he's given us in his love the free will to love him. And we cannot truly love him unless we love him of our own free will. If we're made to love him, if we're robots, that's not love. But we, he gave us a will to love him or to turn from him. So um, uh, we spoke about a number of things yesterday that, uh, in fact, I, I got a call from a dear brother and he said, um, you really, you really um, looked worried yesterday. So we're praying for you. Well, I was. I I, I'm, I really was uh, so hesitant to say the things I was saying to you because I don't hear people saying them uh, to the degree of seriousness which we have reached on this earth and in the United States uh, where children are being taken from their homes. A friend of mine sent me an ad for a detention center. Uh, they want workers for three detention centers that have been set up just for children taken from their homes. And those centers, the article said, are being set up all over the world. You think it's fake news and we shouldn't believe it? I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, It's not the only place it's been spoken of. So to me, this is uh, truly Twilight Zone. And I feel a great responsibility when I say something over the air because, as I said yesterday, LifeSite News, Station of the Cross, they're heard all over the world by millions and millions of people. So I have a great responsibility, and I, my heart lives to put my arms around the world, to bring them to God, to bring them to faith, um, that we should be a witness to the unbelieving world and not like them in the world and not of it. I live for all of that. And so to tell you such serious things, if you haven't read it on your own or heard it, I just feel a tremendous responsibility if I say something that's not true, uh, if I find out that it's false and all of that. So um, I, I'm, I, it, it's very shaky for me to even think that I'm um, alarming people. But, you know... Um, Someone else said to me yesterday, uh, I'm so glad to hear that you said all that because I have believed that, but nobody's talking about it, you see. And if you suspect something or believe it in your heart and the whole world is silent, you're wondering why you think it or why you believe it. But then when others say that's exactly what I've thought, it's exactly what I've read, but I've been afraid to say anything because nobody's saying anything, then everybody dies ignorantly it's it's just crazy so we have to speak we must speak but it's not an easy thing to do when um you know even as your as your parents and you want to let your children in on something or your spouse in on something and it's it's not good a good situation you're very um hesitant and skeptical that you'll tell it to them in the right way so um there's a great responsibility uh, that anyone in media has um, of the statements they make. A great responsibility. It weighs heavily on my heart. So um, I was uh, 
really uh, somewhat relieved yesterday of uh, the burden I was with over the air. I know I probably looked very worried um, when I got phone calls and emails of people saying, we've seen the same thing, we've read the same thing, we're grateful that you said it. So blessed be God for that. Um, Let me just say that uh, at least for... uh, We might spend a little more time taking calls and emails um, because there's so many these days, but um, I want to spend just a little bit of time each morning on this uh, Roman Catholic drill book. I'll show it to you again. It's very, very good. Let's see. Am I doing this right? Roman Catholic drill book. Um, and it's by Romanitas Press. It's excellent. If you want to know the degree to which you know your faith, it's a good thing to get. It's not going to teach you the faith. It's going to tell you the faith. It's going to give you the points of what we believe as Catholics and must believe. Excuse me a minute. It's a Jewish custom. Okay. Thank you very much. Um, And yesterday, um, uh, we went through... uh, Did did we go through it yesterday or the day before? You see, I'm losing sight of days. Um, But we went through... Drill one on the commandments, the Ten Commandments of God. And let me just run by them without commenting, except to say that if you were here or listened, uh, they're divided into two groups, the first three and the the last seven. Um, and the first three are love for whom? God or man? Come on, this is a quiz. The first three are love for God or love for man? Love for God, right? And the second group of seven is love for neighbor. Um, so the first three, that's our love for God. Uh, number one, I am the Lord thy God. Thou shalt not have strange gods before me. Two, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Three, remember that thou keep holy the Sabbath. And this is an important little comment here. We do not, um, we do not, that was specifically for the Jewish people. It's the only uh, commandment of the Ten that's not part of the moral law. Uh, the Sabbath was the seventh day of the week set aside for the Jewish people, and we are a new creation. We are the Sunday is the eighth day, a new creation, and Sunday is the day of worship for the Christian people. And again, the church didn't change the Sabbath from Saturday to Sunday. It changed the day of worship from the Sabbath on Saturday to Sunday because that is the day the Lord of the Sabbath rose from the dead. There's our music. I'm going to say the last uh, six very quickly. Honor thy father and thy mother. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. Thou shalt not covet covet thy neighbor's goods. We could spend a program on each one of these, but we're not because we're going through this drill book. Um, And we shall be back right after the, the break. And today's drill is the precepts of the church. How many are there? How many precepts of the church are there? See if you get it right. Um, And I'll tell you right after the break. 
Call in if you wish uh, after the next break. Toll free 1-877-511-5483. Love learning more about the church, but confused or disheartened by the struggles we are facing today? Follow LifeSite News Catholic on Facebook, Twitter, or sign up for LifeSite Catholic emails and stay up to date on the constant stream of news about the Catholic Church. Our church is at a time of crisis, and we as laity have a responsibility and a duty to educate ourselves and stay true to the faith. LifeSite News Catholic is dedicated to keeping the laity informed and educated. To follow us, go to Facebook or Twitter and search LifeSite News Catholic. As Mother Miriam always says, we must live as if it were true. Prayer in Time of Affliction Blessed, O Lord, be thy name forever. Who has permitted this affliction to come upon us? We cannot escape it, but must of necessity fly to thee to help us and turn it to our good. Lord, we are now in affliction. Our souls are ill at ease, for we are much troubled with this present suffering. Let it please thee, O Lord, to deliver us, for poor wretches that we are. What can we do without thee? Thy mighty hand can do all things. Give us patience, O Lord, and strength and peace. Help us, O God, and we will not fear, no matter how grievously we may be afflicted. O Lord, thy will be done. Welcome be the will of God. Sacred heart of Jesus, we place our trust in thee. Amen. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. And I asked before the break how many precepts of the church. Uh, these are absolutes for us. Precepts of the church to live uh, do we have? And the answer is six. Six. And here they are. Number one, to hear Mass on Sundays and Holy Days of Obligation. Well, you know, during this pandemic, um, uh, some of the churches are beginning to open uh, so we can go in sporadic groups, uh, groups of 10 or whatever the indiv- individual state has uh, allowed. Um, the whole situation is, is indeed tragic and I think evil. Um, but uh, we are excused, as you know, and everyone's excused from the Sunday obligation or the obligation from Holy Days to hear Mass. And we certainly are grateful for those that stream Mass online without question, but don't think for a moment that it's the same as going to Mass. It is not. But you can still pray and join in with the the readings and the liturgy and all of that. But... um, uh, 
Uh, there's no such thing as virtual masses. It's not the same. doesn't count as going to mass. But again, we are lifted from that obligation and bless God that so many good masses are able to be streamed. So number one, to hear mass on Sundays and holy days of obligation. The second precept of the church is to fast and abstain on the days appointed. Now, um, uh, we fast um, on... um, we fast on uh, Ash Wednesday. I, I I actually cannot think of another day off the top of my head right now, but we abstain from meat um, every Friday of Lent, uh, most especially Good Friday. And it used to be that we abstained every single Friday of the year. That has been lifted to say that we can choose another sacrifice other than meat, even though the U.S. bishops have asked us to continue abstaining from meat for the sake of abortion. But um, but we are not excused from the Friday sacrifice. It should be meat. Uh, let me just say, I shouldn't say should. Someone once said, don't be holier than the church. That's been lifted, so it doesn't have to be meat. But we are not excused from the Friday sacrifice. So number one, to hear Mass on Sundays and Holy Days. Number two, um, to fast and obtain, abstain on the days appointed. And again, um, if you're a vegetarian, you're not excused. You need to uh, choose some other form of sacrifice on Friday. Again, if you're below the age of 14 or 18, it might be now, you're above 59 or you're serious, you're you're ill, then of of course you're excused from that. Number three, to confess our sins at least once a year, and that would be on Easter, at least once a year. Number four, to receive the Holy Eucharist during the Easter time, even if we don't any other time of the year, during the Easter time. And of course, we were forbidden from that this year, and that precept, uh, the... the, um, obligation was lifted tragically uh, this Easter. Number five, to contribute to the sport support of our pastors. That's a precept. That's not a choice. To continue to attend Mass, attend church, and not support that parish with its pastor is, uh, is sin because it's a precept of the church. Number six, and finally, to absorb to observe the laws of the church concerning marriage, that is, not to marry persons who are not Catholics. Hold on one moment. Not to marry. Now, people think this is passe. It's not. It's a precept of the church. It's the scriptures. Paul says, St. Paul, don't be unequally yoked. Not to marry persons who are not Catholics, who are related to us within the third degree of kindred, nor privately without witness, nor to solemnize marriage at forbidden times. Okay. Um, There are times, seasons, holy seasons of the year during which marriage is not to take place. Um, I can probably guess at them right now, but I might not be completely accurate. So again, each of these uh, can be an entire program's talk, but I'm just reading them through so that 
we all know what we are bound to by our baptism, by our calling ourselves Catholics. Nothing is passé. Nothing is passé. This is all true to this day. And so it would be a good thing for you either to write these things down and look them up so you can understand them more. If you never heard one before, I understand that, but it's true. Uh, Sin is sin, whether we know it or not. When we come to know it, then we are accountable for it. That's why the Apostle Paul wrote to the Romans in chapter 7, I didn't know sin until the law came in. He did what he wanted. He didn't know. You could be, um, uh, a child could be doing something in in the house, uh, used to going into mama's purse to take money for some reason, however that habit, habit, I don't know, let's just say, uh, thinking nothing of it, going into papa's top drawer and taking things, and that's just the way he's lived. And one day, he's told when he's 10 years old, that's a sin. You have no right to do that. That's called stealing. You're taking what is not yours. Yeah, but you're my mom. Yeah, that's right. I'm your mom. That's why I'm telling you. It's still stealing. Um, if I go into your room and I open your drawers and take what I want, uh, that's going to be a surprise to you. Mom, those are mine. I know. So what? I want them. Well, no. It's stealing. It is. doesn't matter if you're related. So uh, when we learn these things, there's sin whether we learn them or not. But when we learn them, then we're accountable for them. Excuse me again. Do you know that once a year in Israel, during um, um, uh, the Holy Day, Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, the holiest day of the year, the high priest, beginning with Aaron, would go into the Holy of Holies, and he would offer sacrifice for the unintentional sins of the entire nation. That's what that was. The unintentional, not the intentional, the unintentional sins of the entire nation. They were unintentional. Either they were ignorant of the sins or they did not intend uh, to sin. It was the circumstance, whatever it is. Um, And uh, the unintentional sins were sacrificed for and forgiven on a yearly basis. But the individual sins, the sins of the individual, they had to bring the correct animal for that sin or the correct offering uh, to the temple themselves to atone for their own sins. And so, again, if the sins are unintentional or or committed ignorantly, they didn't know, um, it's just as great. It's just as grave, but it's the accountability that is lessened. And so um, um, if someone marries a non-Catholic, it's a great sin. It's a great sin against God because you're joining God with the devil. What, What fellowship, Paul says, has Christ with Belial, that is with the enemy, the devils? What fellowship? There is no fellowship there. So... Uh, you want to marry another Catholic. And if you don't marry someone who's Catholic, um, at least they must be baptized and you need to get a dispensation from the bishop. Other than that, you are joining um, um, Christ to Satan. It's, It's very serious. And it happens so frequently today that people don't even know it's a precept of the church. 
and that it's forbidden. It's forbidden. You will be accountable. Um, so, enough. But um, right as I go through these, write them down quickly or listen to a podcast and take them down again or look them up on the Internet or get this little book by Romanitas Press, a Roman Catholic drill book. I have the revised edition, and let me see if I can find a year that it was published. Uh, it should be recently, um, 2018. 2018. It was originally published um, in 1925, uh, but it's been revised and republished in 2018. So it is current. It is current, and it is trustworthy. It is accurate. Okay. This We have just a couple of minutes um, before the second break where you can call in with anything that's on your heart. But I tell you, there's so many questions and people on the... Um, uh, on the phone, I think I'm going to go to ha- go to that right now. Um, so we have Carmen from California. I might have to interrupt you in a minute or so, Carmen. But um, hello, dear one. Are you there, Carmen? Yes. Hello, sister. Hi, dear. Yes, I'm here. Miriam. I'm here, Carmen. Go ahead. <clears throat> thank you. Oh, Thanks I'm, for I'm holding so on. Excited. Thank Thank you for taking my call. Sure. My question is, uh, my nephew uh, announced his engagement a while ago, well, while back, and they're getting married next year. And uh, he's Catholic. Uh, now, I'm not sure about her. We think that she is. I think she was baptized, and that was it. But she does not want to get married. Um, she wants to get married in a garden <clears throat> and not in a not in a church. They're having their, uh, they're going to a Catholic church for their, uh, you know, classes that they have to take. And um, the deacon has agreed to marry them in the garden. And um, I am I would like to attend. My husband uh, feels that like he does not want to attend this marriage. And I'm wondering what you think of that. Does your nephew consider himself a practicing Catholic? Does he go to church every Sunday when he can? Uh, apart from not this every virus. Sunday, but he does go to church. He, and so he, his parents. Right. Um, are you in touch with your nephew? Yes. Well, what you need to do is, is ask him if he considers himself a Catholic. And I know he's going to say yes, but you need to point out to him or ask him, do you go to church every Sunday? Uh, well, not every Sunday. Do you know it's a mortal sin to not attend church on Sunday? No, I actually, I didn't know that. Well, you're responsible to know that before God. But now that you do know that, of course, when we're back to going to church on Sunday, you must go every Sunday. And if he did know that, you need to say to him that um, uh, you ha- have you received uh, the Eucharist um, when you return to church again? He'll say yes. Did you go to confront? confession first no so it was mortal sin not going to mass it was mortal sin to receive communion on top of because that's mortal sin on top of mortal sin and so you could say to him uh you're not on your way to heaven which means you're on your way to hell and unless you straighten that out uh there's no point in your getting married because you'll drag your fiance to hell as well And God says we should not be unequally yoked. So no, 
um, if she doesn't want to get married in the Catholic Church and you want to be in heaven and take her with you, then you must not get married until this is straightened out. Um, and no, I cannot before God attend your wedding. Okay, there's the music for our break, Carmen. Uh, we'll be right back. LifeSite News is an international news agency devoted to defending life and family and restoring Christian culture. We aim to educate and activate our readers with the information they need to fight the most crucial battles of our day in their churches, workplaces, and families. Our motto is Caritas in Veritate, love in truth. We firmly believe that promoting the truth is an act of love, however hard it is to hear. Over the last 20 years, we have built a reputation for uncompromising reporting, no matter the cost. LifeSite News is by far the most popular pro-life website on the internet, with over 40 million unique users every year and growing. Check us out at LifeSiteNews.com. here on the Station of the Cross for the Liturgy of the Hours at 5 a.m., 3 p.m., and 9.30 p.m. Eastern with the Office of Readings read at 3 o'clock. In the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 18, verse 20, Jesus tells us, Where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. The Liturgy of the Hours is also known as the Divine Office and is the daily prayer of the Church. So you know you'll be uniting your prayer with priests, religious, and laity throughout the world. It's comprised of small reflections, readings from sacred scripture, and writings from saints and theologians. To learn more about the Liturgy of the Hours, visit thestationofthecross.com. That's thestationofthecross.com. Pray with us each day at 5 a.m., 3 p.m., and 9.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. I'm taking something out of my eye. <laughs> okay. Uh, do we still have Carmen on the line? I want a second opinion. Hello? Hello? Is that you, Carmen? Yes, it is. Oh, uh, I, didn't know if you st- I didn't know if you stayed on the line. That's okay, sweetheart. Yes, I just kind of uh, want to finish this one little thing. Please, go uh, ahead. I, I had to cut you off. They're going to get married by a deacon. Yeah. I'm sorry, say it again. Pardon me. I know I said, even though they are going to be married by a deacon. Yes. If it's going to be out of the Catholic Church, even though it's a deacon. um, Mm. No, they need, he's getting married to someone who's not Catholic. He needs permission from the bishop. She may have been baptized Catholic, but she's obviously not Catholic. And I, I suspect your nephew is not Catholic either because he's, you know, if he were not Catholic, he would be less accountable before God. 
but because he considers himself a Catholic and goes to church sometimes and probably does not go to confession before he goes another time and receive communion, he's in grave, grave sin and on his way to hell if he doesn't straighten out his life. He needs to totally reject the Catholic Church and stay out of it and go to his bishop and say, I don't believe anymore, I'm not Catholic. Or he needs to go to confession and and get his life uh, restored and be Catholic. It's not a cafeteria religion. It's very, very serious. It's very serious. So I say to your nephew, sweetheart, you're getting married. You're going to be in mortal sin. Uh, You already are. And you're getting married to a woman who is not Catholic. And uh, does she understand that you're going to not practice birth control and that you're going to be in church every single Sunday and that you're going to raise your children Catholic and that she must agree to all that? Mm. Mm -hmm. No, this is terribly wrong and you must not attend. But you must, out of charity, tell your nephew all this. Yes, yes, mother. Okay. Courage, Carmen, courage. That's that's true love. That's true love. Don't worry what he thinks of you. Worry about his soul. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. All right, sweetheart. We have Denise calling in from Toronto. Hi, Denise. Oh, hi, Mother Miriam. How are you? I'm great, sweetheart. How are you? Pretty good, I think, considering what's going yes, on. Yes, I know. In the world. I know. Yeah. And yeah, I was calling because um, what you said yesterday morning, and also today in the, in the beginning of the program, I've heard about those things and mm-hmm. um, maybe read a little bit about it on on the internet. But I've just been reading that the bill wasn't passed, and um, what bill? I haven't seen you know any real evidence about you know what what's what you were saying even though i i can believe it's it's happening and i also i didn't know about those detention centers and um most people don't question to you is how like i i usually like i i pass on information about you know things that affect us as catholics to about 70 people and um you want to know where to get them wanting to pass it on denise what bill are you referring to you said you know the bill has been passed what oh not the bill it's um what is it it's it's about the trace. I think that's what you were talking about. Oh, okay, that's Got one it. thing. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, it's something terrible. like that. And then, and um, and so um, my question is, um, can you either elaborate or tell me where I can find out more? Yes, yes, about yes, yes. So I can pass it on. And I guess yes. the second question is, is, does Doc? Do you know if Donald President Trump knows about this? Because I just knowing the type of person he is, I can't imagine he would allow this in this country well, i don't think he has the power uh okay. he doesn't have the power this is not a dictatorship but um you know um uh let me see what i was thinking just now um let's i, I there was something you said and i was distracted for a moment i'm so sorry okay just look most of the articles are on, um, just look at LifeSite News. That is my daily source, LifeSite News. Life and then Site, S-I-T-E, News. And that's where I'm on right now, being live-streamed in addition to the Station of the Cross and and Facebook on Mother Miriam Live uh, and YouTube, all live-streamed. 
But um, that's my number one source, LifeSite News. Um, they have a daily world edition, a region edition, local edition, Catholic edition, non-Catholic edition. They are just... Um, uh, it's not they're not just top, but the reason that i I um, stay with them is they are utterly trustworthy. Um, if I've read something and I wonder why LifeSite News doesn't have it, it's normally because it may have been a scam or something like that. there Their people are all over the world, and they're very trustworthy. So I've read many of these things. You could read, just look at yesterday's edition uh, articles from Archbishop Vigano. Uh, Cardinal Mueller, uh, uh, Bishop Athanasius Snyder, um, many, many things. And so um, I read one article yesterday, and I don't remember exactly where, but you can do a search engine on these things, that in the state of Washington um, and maybe other places, they have put in place this trace tracking. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but what they have determined... is that every single person must uh, be tested, must be tested and or vaccinated. I know they don't have a good vaccine yet, but they must be tested and everyone. And if anyone refuses, they're going to come to your house. And if anyone refuses, they will not be allowed. This is Twilight Zone. This is just, but it's out in the news. It's out in public. If you refuse to be tested, if you refuse to cooperate, you will be allowed to refuse so far. The, uh, people are, are being handcuffed, even though they say they're allowed to refuse. I watched people being handcuffed. Um, but if you refuse, uh, you will not be allowed to leave your home. You will not be allowed to leave your home, not for food not for picking up prescriptions, the pharmacy, not for anything, not for anything. And they're going to have some kind of government employee take care of you. If you need food, that employee will go shopping for you. That employee will pick, go to the pharmacy. This is such twilight zone. It is so insane. And the only message they give you is that it's for your protection. This is just evil and insane. And so... Um, that's it. That's it, Denise. Go to LifeSite News, and then if you have a particular um, uh, subject that you don't find, um, just uh, go ahead and do a search on that subject, and you'll find articles on it. Thank you very much, Mother. All right, Denise. God bless you, sweetheart. You too. Thank you. All right. Um, Okay, Kristen from Los Angeles. Hello, my friend. Hi. Am I getting? Are you hearing me? Okay. No echoes hear, or anything. I'm hearing you perfectly, which means everyone okay. else I is quit. hearing you perfectly. You're a good voice to hear. <clears throat> my question was: What was the name of the book that you were reading from on the precepts of the church, and especially what was the date it was published? Okay, I, I did say that, but I'll repeat that: A Roman Catholic drill book. A Roman Catholic drill book. It's from Romanitas Press. It's the revised edition. Originally, it was published in 1925. 
uh, in Chicago. It's been revised and reprinted in 2018, three years ago, Kansas City, Missouri. And the copyright is 2018. I'm surprised at the way they phrased a couple of things, and maybe I just misheard it, so correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, it It is my understanding uh, that we are to receive Holy Communion once a year during the Paschal season, not on Easter. Well, it says Easter time, and that's the Paschal oh, season. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't catch that. Okay, that's No problem. Fine. Right. Now... The other thing is, we are never required to go to confession unless we have mortal sin. So it's not once a year, but um, because venial sins are eliminated through the Our Father, Holy Water, you know, many, many different things. I do know. Um, Kristen, um, now, what were they, what were they I've saying? I've been about corrected confession? on that. I've been corrected on that. I've also taught that it is once a year only for mortal sin. Uh, but I've been corrected and said, no, the church still teaches currently that you must go to confession once a year. I also thought it was only for mortal sin. I understand as well, but I've been corrected. Now, I would need to look up uh, canon law to, to uh, I, I say, I guess, to verify that. But I've been told uh, by people uh, more knowledgeable and higher up than me that we still have to go to confession once a year. So that's something to research. Yeah, I think that is also an error, and those people were not correct. So, yes, I, I, do, I do believe the canon law, and it makes sense um, that if you're in mortal sin, you have to go immediately. <laughs> it's not just once a year. Yeah, I, I know. Isn't that you awful? You need to go you as imagine? soon as you can. Yeah, that day, right. I'm, I'm with you. I'm absolutely with you. Um, so I, I'm with you. And even as I read it this morning, um, again, I, I recall uh, reading that it's, it's, it's once a year only for mortal sin. So, Kristen, dear one, I'm going to double check that. Okay. Now, there was something else that crossed my mind as you were talking. And... Um, I guess I just wanted to say uh, people need to be very careful. Fake media gets everywhere and people, you know, make more out of something than it is. But what you were describing just recently is communism. That's what was done in Laos. That's exactly what I'm describing, Kristen. And China. Yeah, it's exactly what I'm describing. that That, of course, is always present. There are people that want to do that. But. We should all rejoice because you probably heard what happened with the legislature in Wisconsin. They basically overthrew the illegal... blessed be God for them, but they haven't done it in Michigan and other places. But but that's the bottom line is we are Americans and we will do this and we need to do this. Mm -hmm. Now, the other thing is when we stand before the judgment seat with God... Where are the Catholics going to be when they stand with all of those who went to the bars in Wisconsin and lined up standing room only without any masks on and rejoiced and celebrated and so on and so forth? What we are seeing here, what would the Catholics, the converted Jews and the Gentiles in the first century with the apostles, what would they be doing? 
We know, because many cardinals have said this recently, um, Cardinal Burr, Cardinal uh, Archbishop Vigano, all of these, we know that no bishop or priest has jurisdiction or authority to suppress the Mass or the sacraments, period. And every Catholic should know this. Now, I'm in Los Angeles. I attend Mass daily. I receive Holy Communion daily. That's what we're supposed to be doing. And every single Catholic in this country can be doing it, period. I don't understand why you're saying that if the churches are not distributing communion. Because I'm a Roman Catholic. I'm a Roman Catholic, and the priests who obey the um, church and who uh, honor their uh, vows of ordination, who have faculty are doing so. They are saying Mass, and they are distributing... I'll tell you what, um, I'll tell you, that is fantastic. You are right, it's what should be, Kristen, but that is unfortunately, and I know you know this, rare. Most people cannot go to Mass. Most people cannot, even when in the states where the governor has opened the churches, the bishops have not. There's the, uh, Kristen, sweetheart, um, it's always good for you to call in. I love it. And uh, But there's our music, so we're going to take a break and come right back. We stand at a crossroads in history. We can stand up for life, family, and a Christian culture, or we can stand idly by while the fabric of society becomes fundamentally anti-life, anti-family, and anti-Christian, slowly leading to its own demise. LifeSite News is the leading defender of life, family, and Christian culture. Through our news reporting, we seek to educate readers with information and zeal. They need to fight the most crucial battles of our day, and we need your help to continue that mission. You can support LifeSite News by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Another way to support LifeSite is to prayerfully consider becoming a Sustain Life monthly donor to help us continue to save lives in the culture. To donate, visit give.lifesitenews.com forward slash sustain life. Our staff of over 40 and millions of future generations, thank you for helping to save the culture. Do you have questions about your faith life and the life of your family? Ask Mother Miriam each weekday from 10 to 11 a.m. Eastern when the Station of the Cross brings you Mother Miriam Live, a program to inspire you and offer solutions to many of life's challenges. Hello, beloved. This is Mother Miriam with some very exciting news. Through a partnership between the Station of the Cross and LifeSite News, you will be able to listen and watch Mother Miriam live on YouTube and Facebook at the Station of the Cross, including past episodes on podcast. As always, you're going to be able to call, text, or email whatever your questions are. If you are not able to watch the live stream, you'll still be able to listen on your local Station of the Cross affiliate on the iCast. Catholic Radio mobile app or at thestationofthecross.com. God bless you. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. 
Welcome back, beloved. This is our last segment. We've got about 10 good minutes. Uh, lines are open. You're still welcome to call in. Uh, Toll-free 1-877-511-5483. I'm going to try to catch up on a couple of email, emails right now. We have one from Denise. And Denise writes, Dear Mother, thank you for the time you take in giving us comfort during these difficult times and answering our questions. I have a question, and given your Jewish roots, I think you are the best person to answer. In Esther, the book of Esther, chapter 5, verse 3, King Ahasuerus says to his wife Esther, to ask, and he will give her anything up to half my, quote, up to half my kingdom, end quote. In Mark 6.23, King Herod says to Salome that if she dances for him, he will give her anything up to half my kingdom. I find it interesting that King Hazuerus is not Jewish, yet offers half of his kingdom to his Jewish wife. On the other hand, King Herod is offering half his kingdom to his stepdaughter, Salome. Is this, quote, up to half my kingdom, end quote, a Jewish expression? If so, what does it mean? Why did King Hazuerus use it if he is not Jewish? Did, does King Herod's offer seem to give Sal, uh, Salome the opportunity to rise higher than her mother Herodias? Uh, if Salome were to take half the kingdom, she would be more powerful than her mother Herodias, wouldn't she? Uh, sorry if I'm making a big deal out of something small. I'm just interested. Thank you, Denise. Denise, I don't know. I, I looked this up during the break. Um, I don't know if it's a Jewish expression, um, but it. I've had different uh, different responses to it. Generally, it just means that she will be greatly endowed, she will become rich, um, and the other half the kingdom. Um, it is uh, to say that she will be raised to. Uh, uh, some state of equality. She wouldn't be equal to the king or equal to Herod or anything like that, but she would have, her status would be greatly, greatly raised. Uh, she would be respected, uh, she would have high honor, and she would probably be very rich. That's the most I could find from it. I don't know that it's a Jewish expression, um, but it's obviously one that went around in 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 uh, for hundreds of years, um, uh, that's the best I can do. But I, I, there, I've got wonderful commentaries on the Old Testament and Jewish roots. And if I can, I'll take the time to look through them and see if I could come up with something more definitive. We have an email from Trace and Haley who write, oh, Hi, Mother. First of all, we want to say that we love that you've gone through the Ten Commandments. In light of that, we wish to talk about something very serious. Well, it's a great comfort to me that you love that I've been through the Ten Commandments. You know, some, and, and also very briefly, just as the precepts of the church this morning, uh, I'm not going to camp on those subjects, but I want to go through them because this is what we must, must, M-U-S-T, believe as Catholics, just as we believe as Catholics. Acts chapter 4, verse 12, there is no other name under heaven by which we must, not can, must be saved, only the name of Jesus. So, um... Okay, but they write, the other day we were going through our social media and we found a repost of a prayer that was turned into a secularized poem that was in tribute to a professor. This was originally posted a couple of years ago. Both of us were shocked that our college friends could have had the guts to post such detrimental words, although we know in our hearts that it is wrong. 
Trace has spoken to the individuals in question about this matter before, and so we think that either they don't remember what Trace said to them or they remembered what he said but acted out of malice. We have a five-year-old at home. We married young, and he was the first to notice this post while we were going through our social media. Um, A five-year-old on social media? My goodness, Trace and Haley, your five-year-old should be nowhere near social media, nor should your conversation about unholy things be heard by a five-year-old. That's amazing. Um, The five-year-old at home was the first to notice this post while we were going through our social media. First to notice the post. That means he was going through it with you. What on earth? Um, uh, And he has certainly grown up fast enough to ask what is wrong with the post. Uh, We obviously told him it was wrong, but we feel we didn't give him the best answer we could. Well, I think he deserves a good answer, but I think that you need to be uh, more protective, more holy in bringing him up in his faith. Um, These are not for a five-year-old. And and then they ask this, what can Trey say to the people that offended God with the post they post unintentionally or intentionally either way? How can we make our five-year-old understand further about the first and second commandment by using this post? Thank you for your advice. Um, my goodness. Um, I, I don't think I would... I don't know. Let me see what the post said initially. Um, gone through the commandments... Um, so they took a, a Catholic poem and um, made it a secularized poem with, uh, with poor language. I would just say, you know, sweetheart, this is a perfect example of why we should not be on social media. That's it. That's it. That's it. Um, because we allow the evil of the world to come in, and we should not. Uh, we need to get rid of our TV. We need to get off social media. We need to live a Catholic life and read the lives of the saints together and maybe watch Catholic videos of the saints and other things, but we need to be off social media altogether and not let the world, we're supposed to be in the world and not of it, and and just say to your son, sweetheart, you are as sharp as could be and you noticed right away what was Um, not of God. So we're to be in the world and not of it. And by looking at social media, we're allowing the world into our home and it's going to end right now. You're very, very sharp. You're very good. And you're very, very right. Uh, What is wrong with the post, sweetheart, is that we shouldn't be on it. Um, uh, Are we sinning by being on it? Not necessarily, but... um, if we put ourselves in positions of temptation, if we come to think it's okay, if we come to use the world's language, then we are sinning. But just now, to see it and dismiss it, there's no sin in that. So I would that's all I would do. I wouldn't get into the post. I wouldn't get into other stuff. I just would talk in general. We need to stay away from social media. And I say you need to stay away from it, Trace and Haley, in your house, let alone let your five-year-old see it 
and discover himself what is immoral. It's an amazing thing. We have an email from Denise who write a lot of Denise's today. Dear Mother Miriam, at the beginning of last Thursday's program, you apologized for telling the news. It's funny you said that as I feel that I am doing that every day. Well, I do feel I'm saying something of the news every day, but I apologize that day because I was really getting into detail details of what is pure evil. Denise says... Um, I sent about 40 people an email or two. I send about 40 people an email to every day. I think this is uh, the call that we got in. Um, I think this is Denise from Canada. So, Denise, sweetheart, there's our 30 seconds to ending music uh, to close of the program. And since you called in with this, um, I'm just going to not continue that. And uh, we'll continue with... Uh, other emails and calls on Monday. God bless you. God bless you all. Uh, don't be afraid. Just be aware so that you could be responsible and not uh, fall into either evil or uh, control um, by, uh, by, by ignorance. So God bless you all and we'll speak with you on Monday. Have a wonderful weekend.